clearness of speech and clearness of mind that I may be able to be a blessing to your people today. And those who are watching live stream, may they be blessed. Thank you so much. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. In your son Jesus' name we pray and ask these blessings and others. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Today we'll be um, looking in the New Testament in the book of Matthew. The very first book in the New Testament. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. The English Standard Version I'll be reading from. Looking at verses, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through verses 16. Verses 13 through verses 16. If you have found the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, Jesus is speaking, and he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt have lost its taste, how shall its saltness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. May God add a special blessing to the reading of his marvelous word. Amen. I'm speaking on the thought today on, on the subject title of this message today will be called simply Salt and Light. Salt and light. You know, you know, it's, 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 it's just a known fact. If for some reason you haven't noticed, we now live in a time where hatred threatens to tear apart our society. And despite its benefits, Social media has made many of us inconsiderate, cranky, suspicious, demanding, and very accusatory. Today we live in a very alarming time with hot spots all over the globe, like Syria, Iran, Iraq, China, Russia, North Korea, just to name a few. And, and there's not much I can say about our so-called politics here in America. 
Because we all know how divided America really is with our so-called, again, politics. You know, Democrats, Republicans. Who knows what tomorrow headlines will say? But this much is certain. Almost everyone everywhere seems angry about something. If there was ever a time for the church, the body of Christ as a whole, to, to make that stand with the love of God, with holiness, with righteousness, with godliness, that time is now. It's really always, to be honest with you, it's really always that time. But it seems like now more than ever. It's called influence. Or could it be we have just neglected the responsibility to be what God have called us to be as salt and light? Or is it we have neglected to do what God expects salt and light to do? You see, the lost world has begun to ignore us more and more. And it's only when, 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 when Christians decide to be that salt and light that the world pays close attention to what we say and do. Well, let me, let me make it a little bit more clear. Let me say it another way. When we are salt and light, the world listens to us. And when we are not salt and light, they don't. We need to be what God have called us to be, salt and light. So let's look again, let's look again at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13. Jesus is speaking and he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt have lost its taste, how shall it, the saltness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. What did Jesus mean? Well, in the ancient world where salt, salt was one of the most common substance. Roman soldiers enjoyed, they enjoyed receiving salt and, and get quite disgusted when they didn't get their fair amount. Here, here are a few things we, we should know about salt, but you probably know it, but let me go over it with you anyway. First, we all know that, that, that salt seasons food, don't we? Amen. Almost everything we eat today has some salt in it, like cakes and pies. They all contain a pinch of salt. Secondly, salt preserves. That was no doubt its main use in Jesus' day when he walked this earth. 
sought retired spoilage. It doesn't prevent the process of decay, but it slows it down and, and prevents its spread. Meat, meat left to itself, we, we, we know we're all spoiled. But curd that meat with salt, and it will last a little bit longer. Third, third, salt, I don't know if you know this or not, but salt stings. Oh, yes, it does. Talking about pouring salt on a wound. Whew. You see, I used to be a professional boxer, and I knocked out guys for a living. And this one guy I fought, he kept using his head as a weapon. And me being naive at what he was doing, he came at me and he used his head and he cut me across the eye. I began to bleed. And then he went up and cut me on the other side. So I was cut on both sides of the eye and I was bleeding. I knocked him out, of course. <laughs> I had to take care of him. I had to give him something. He can... but, but I was cut. And my corner, my corner, they had water and they put salt in it. And they put it on my eyes and man, the sting was crazy. So salt does, salt stings. Third, salt, salt, talking about pouring on wound, on, on, on the wound. The fourth thing it does, it gives strength. Without it, our bodies will weaken and get weak if we don't have salt, some kind of salt. That's one reason the Roman soldiers, they gave their soldiers salt. They knew putting salt on their vegetables would give them that extra strength. Fifth, salt, salt creates thirst. That's why we put it, they put salt on potato chips and pretzels and things of that nature. Creates thirst and cause you to crave for something to drink. We are not, we are not, we are not the honey of the world. We're the salt of the earth. And there's a difference. And you may say, how does this apply <laughs> to the followers of Jesus Christ? I, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Well, we ought to be the salt flavoring a tasteless world. Or, or we ought to be the salt that preserves a decaying world. It's truly amazing. On every hand, we have the most advanced technology. And it appears every, every day it brings some kind of breakthrough with this medicine science, communication, or mass production. And yet, at the same time, the world grows darker and darker. Now, let there be no mistake. We live in a morally decaying society. It's like a piece of meat left all day in the sunshine. The decay is slow at first, and then before you know it, the whole thing is rotten. What does it take to arrest the spread of evil? 
salt. That's what Jesus was talking about. But here's, here's the exciting part. Here's the exciting part of it all. It doesn't take much salt to do the job. Just a little bit in the right place will do. You remember the story of, 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 of Abraham in the Bible, right? The book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 16 through 33. Interesting. Abraham, Abraham was praying for God to spare, to spare Sodom altogether because his, his, his nephew Lot lived there and he said, Lord, well, Lord, if I could find 50, 50 people, righteous people, will you, will you spare it? And the Lord said, yes, yes, I'll find 50, I'll spare it for 50. Well, Abraham, again, you can almost see him scratching his head and saying, well, that was too easy. So Abraham said, Lord, if I find 45 righteous people in the city, Will you spare it? And the Lord said, yes, I'll spare it for 45. Then, the Lord, then he said, well, Lord, <laughs> what, 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 what about 40? Yes. The Lord said, yes, I'll spare it for 40. But Abraham didn't stop there. He said, what about 30? If I find 30, he said, would you spare it for 30? He said, yeah, I'll spare it for 30, Abraham. But Abraham really, really didn't think there were really 30 righteous people in that whole city. So he, he tried again one, one last shot at it. He said, Lord, I, what about 20? If I find 20 righteous people, will you spare it? Lord said, yes, I spare for 20. Abraham said, Lord, what, what if I can find 10? Okay, because I said, Lord, I can go. Let me find 10 righteous people. Will you spare the city? But as it turned out, Abraham couldn't find 10 righteous people. Now, now, now think about that for a minute. The whole city saved if only 10 people were righteous. Remember, Sodom was a thoroughly wicked place. It was <laughs> wicked through and through. Yet God would have spared it. For ten righteous people. But 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 as it turns out, Abraham couldn't find even, even ten people who are righteous. So God prepared, so God prepared to destroy the city, but before he could uh, do anything, Lot and his wife and his, his his two daughters had to leave. God wouldn't destroy it with the while the city, the right well in the city of the righteous people are still there. It doesn't take, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't take much salt to do the job. Call me naive, but I do believe a few salty Christian, Christians can, can change, can change a neighborhood, a company, even a nation talking about this one here. For the glory of God. Listen, listen, listen to what Jesus said. 
in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. He went from salt to light. He said, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the room or in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Webster, Webster defines light as a source of illumination. That provides the key to that provides the key to our definition of what light do. Light it, it penetrates, it reveals, it exposes. Most people hate being alone in the darkness, especially when you're in a strange place or in a different state and place. You don't like being alone in the dark. You lie in bed when you're sleeping trying to go to sleep when suddenly you may hear a sound, an odd noise in the darkness. Suddenly when you, when, you, when you try to figure out what it is, being in this strange place, you strain to see, but you can only see odd shapes because you're still asleep in the darkness. You see, darkness distorts reality. Everything looks different in the dark. It is only when you turn on the lights that you, can, that you can see things as they really are. Notice the simple application in verse 16. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You see, the key in this, in this little phrase is <laughs> for all to see. If you turn on a light in an empty room, yes, it will dispel the darkness, but no one will see it. Likewise, you can live the Christian life in secret, but no one is going to be helped. If your, light's going to, if, you, if your light is going to make a difference, it must shine out for all to see. In other words, somebody must see the light before it will do any good. We are light. Christ called us light. Jesus said two things would happen when your light shine out. Verse 16, the word good means attractive or beautiful, or lovely. Jesus is saying people will be attracted to the beauty of your life. Or others will be drawn to Christ by the way you live. The second thing that will happen when, you're, when, you're, when you shine your light before others, verse 16 says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. 
so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Did you see that? Did you notice that the word yours is used twice in the verse? When you, when you let your light shine before men, they glorify your father in heaven. That's how much influence we have. You see, it's, it's, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about we. Amen. We can make we can point men and women to God who are lost. We can lead them out of darkness into the light. If that don't make you happy, nothing will. Because people need to be saved. It's wonderful he calls us to do the shining. And God gets the credit. You see, light does not call attention to itself. It provides illumination. So that other things can be seen as they really are when you turn on the light. When our light shines to those around us, yes, they will see the beauty of our lives and the good works that we have. Darkness will fall away, and God gives us, and God gets the credit. But I'm, I'm closing here. I'm, I'm going to close here. But I may be naive, but I do believe as they see the beauty of our lives, they will be attracted to the Jesus that we preach. You see, it was Jesus who stood up and stepped down from his throne, stripped himself of his glory, and came down through 42 generations. Virgin born in a manger. He lived and did miracle after miracle to prove and show that he was the son of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the thousands. Then he went to the cross where they hung him high and stretched him wide. They nailed his hands and his feet. Oh, yes. But with his last breath, he said, it is finished. They took him down and they buried him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed in the grave three days. But heard somebody say early Sunday morning. He got up from the grave. With all power over sin, death, and the grave. And as I always say, I will say it again today. If you can't remember anything that I said today, please remember this. He's coming back. God bless you real good.